Welcome in to Barely Educated. This is episode 25. Chris, is always, you are here joining me. And it, it's kind of hard to believe we're on episode 25 already. Well, when you do two a week, they add up. Yeah, uh, now that we're in the, the so. midst of this season. <laughs> we are obviously here to preview Bears-Browns primarily and recap the week that has been so far in, in all things Bears. And it's it's been a doozy. We're going to have to uh, address a little bitty story before we get into the Browns. Just preview. a bit. Just a bit. Yeah. So why don't you fill the good folks in if they've been living under a rock? And sure. Big enough Bears fans to have found our pod. I can't imagine they don't know this, but take it away. Sure. Well, the, the big news this week is that uh, former Bears receiver Anthony Miller caught his first touchdown of the season. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you meant? Yeah. No, we have, we have potentially, possibly, and uh, this may go, you know, sound like I'm going over the top, but it really isn't. We may begin the era of our first legit franchise quarterback in half a century. Over in half a century. In our lifetimes. I saw in our it, lifetime. In my I parents' lifetime. My dad was born surreal. the year Sid Luckman retired. Wow. That's, maybe that's the a year good after. fun fact. <laughs> so we'll put that on the pop quiz that we're preparing for former <laughs> student Tim. This is the <laughs> right. This is this is a tremendous moment in Chicago Bears history because it could be the beginning of a very, very, very special run, which we have not experienced before. And yeah, does that sound maybe like, um, you know, we'll slow down, whoa, down, you know, don't get too excited. But oh, there, boy. We, we, haven't, we haven't had the opportunity to even anticipate something like this before, but this could be the beginning of our Rodgers, our Mahomes, our Brady, not saying that he'll be as good as any of them. You know, it'd be great if he was, but just that, just that top tier quarterback okay, could be now? here with the Chicago Bears and it starts tomorrow if that is the case. That's exciting. I'm excited well, about that. Well, Sunday, but yeah. What did I say? Tomorrow. Ah, close it enough. Suck, That's like Chris. when I have a Monday, Wednesday, Friday class, and I'll it'll be like Wednesday. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, tomorrow we're going over, and they're like, you mean Friday? I'm like, yes, yeah, I mean Friday. Yeah, yeah same kind of thing. Yeah, yes. Okay, so Sunday. Sunday. This next anyway, game, this coming game, could be playing. the beginning of a great run. So, I would I'm say excited. if you're not excited about the Justin Fields era, you are probably listening to the wrong people online and the wrong talking heads. And uh, it took me a little while to process, you know, because I've been so sick of the, the like blaming fields for his performance Sunday and Dalton should start when he comes back. And even the idiot head coach saying that was frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Right. We'll get to that more in a minute. But it's like it, so I admit it took me a day or whatever to be like, this is really happening. And now it's like all the baggage of 30 years of fandom waiting for a QB for me and more for older people. Right. It's like, mm -hmm. I almost feel some pressure. Cause it's like, this one's it, right? This is the guy. But I would say if you're not excited now, after you, you don't fit that you got to go watch some tape. Yeah. Watch, watch him play when he's comfortable. And all, we, all we're worried about right now for this first part of his career is getting him familiar with the NFL and comfortable because once he's comfortable, he is lights out. He is good. I don't, I don't have a caveat. I got to throw on there. He's good. He has every single box checked mobility check arm strength check accuracy, especially deep. I don't know. Ask a Rob. 
<laughs> processing speed at the moment needs a little work, but when you look at what he did at Ohio State and you look at his test scores and the people talking about how he set a record there, his ability to go through the multiple reads, we broke down over the summer how he led this draft class in going to off first read throws check it's all there it's just a matter of getting up to speed with this league getting you on, on page same page with his teammates and so if you're not excited about that i would encourage you to go read the ben solak article article go watch the jto sullivan youtube breakdown go fire up even though we memed him before because he memed himself go look at what um dan orlovsky is doing now with his fields praise kind of making up for the draft mm-hmm. thing, but he's, he's all about it. Kurt Warner's got one concern and otherwise thinks the sky's the limit. Like the timing is his concern. Like, there is too much smoke to this fire to think he's going to be bad. Now he might be bad Sunday cause he's a rookie on the road and they're still right. acclimating the offense and all that kind of stuff. I don't think he'll be bad though, but there are way too many people who know a lot more about football than I do who after the preseason and the throw on the run and that whole thing, and it's like the building hype or who are all about Justin Fields. So this is why we're fans, man. Exactly. Exactly. Enjoy this. Even if the bears lose, I would tell you, honestly, I kind of tell you who cares. This season is now entirely about how he looks Mm -hmm. and building the future around him. Yep. And if the defense comes closer to 2018, you know, the rest of the way, that's all bonus. That's all gravy, right? That's uh, that's not this, – this year is not about making a championship run. Right. But, this year is about – like, I know it sounds stupid to a lot of does. people, yeah. but <laughs> if you're 6-11 and 11 and Justin Fields has got a Justin Herbert type of year and Jalen Johnson's a, a Pro Bowl caliber corner and Roquan takes the final step, which he's already, like, super good, but I'm just saying, like, even another little one. So good. And you're like, there's our building blocks – Man, that is a great year for this franchise. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's weird to say because you wouldn't normally say it with a defense with this much money invested. But this year is a transitional year, and I don't care that much about the record. I care about the progress of fields. I care about determining whether the coach is the right guy for the job. That's big. And I think we should probably talk about that at this point because there was news this week with weird stuff from another Matt Nagy press conference. Yeah, and uh, I want to mention an article that we tweeted out too uh, at some point in the conversation. Yeah, go ahead. So, okay, and the one on Nagy. Uh, let's do. Let's get. Let's get All Nagy right. out of the way. <laughs> get, literally, right? <laughs> I might um, mean that on a couple levels. Yes. Yes. All right. So this Deadspin article by uh, Sam Fells. Came out uh, the other Monday. Came out and uh, the our barely educated Twitter account sent this out. Yeah, here's the headline: Justin Fields will prove Matt Nagy doesn't know what he's doing, and Matt mm-hmm. Nagy knows it. That's a headline, folks, right there. And uh, I I think there's something to it. I mean, it, what do you think? Just just evaluating that headline. Do you think there's truth to that? Like Matt Nagy is afraid that. Uh, Justin Fields is going to go out there and he's going to expose the fact that this offense really doesn't do anything. And it's all going to have to be fields being athletic and making plays and making something out of nothing. Cause he's been saying for four years, all oh, this offense, this offense, this offense, and we've never seen it. We don't know what it looks like other than just a hodgepodge collection of one play to follow the next play that are, you know, just, you know, Unrelated. rolling dice. Nope. Ooh, let's try this. Or, yeah, you know what I mean? The so, most- 
Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. The most frustrating things about Matt Nagy are, I think, pretty clear. I don't know how much we've stated it, but you know, you're talking about his stubbornness, returning to taking play calling over right after Laser was objectively better at it, mm-hmm. not building the offense to suit the players so much as forcing them into it. That's the one that scares you with fields, right? However, and I do buy the article has a, this whole thing has a good chance to expose Nagy, but let's also recall a few other things in the interest of fairness. You know my spiel on that. Matt Nagy's the one who won at Justin Fields. Matt Nagy's the one who went to the pro day twice or whatever, scouted him twice, right? He was, I think he went to two different things that Fields was at. Anyway, Matt, th- this was a Matt Nagy draft pick. Right. Pace and Nagy picked him. If he's good, what do we do? Do we still hate Pace and Nagy? <laughs> like at some point, it's going to be kind of weird as a fan to process. And then he said that weird thing that people freaked out about. And I think they missed the point completely. And I was talking about this with Cousin Nate. He was the first one to Cousin Nate. So deserved to cousin shout Nate. out there to Cousin, cousin Nate. Nate. Yes, the exchange you. with Brad Biggs. Did you hear this? Yes. Tell our listeners. Maybe we can maybe we can find an an audio of it. It's pretty quick, and throw that in the episode here. But he um, he asked Matt Nagy about who the starting quarterback is going to be, right? Yeah, I got it. I said he didn't want to answer it. It was before Dalton was ruled out, right? You got the direct quote. Yeah, I got the tweet here that Big Center. Yeah, go for it. Um, He said uh, in the exchange with Nagy when he asked if Dalton was healthy. Uh, Negi said he repeated the question first, which is, you know, yeah, which is code for I don't know. Uh-huh. Said, yeah. So Negi said, if Andy is healthy, is he your starter? That's something I'm not going to get into with scheme. And then the response was, that's not scheme. And Negi said, of course it is. That's 100% scheme. So the overall reaction was, oh man, Negi, come on, it's personnel, not scheme. And, and I, that's kind of what you know brad biggs's point is and he's very connected to the team so i'm not trying yes, to, he is. to knock him he's a he's a good follow for sure but i think they're missing the point again to to the point that my cousin made like if he said that field starting is a scheme thing that is exactly what i want to hear mm. because that suggests to me he's actually going to change something about the scheme to fit the totally different skill set of the young QB. I hope, and I hope it's not just, I'm going to dumb it down and we're just going to run a bunch of, you know, RPOs and never let him throw the ball deep. But if it's because it's like, well, he can do this better than Dalton and he does this better, but he does not do this yet or that yet. And so I'm changing the scheme to make it more pockets on you know, more, more mobile pockets, you know, more bootlegs. And it's like, that's exactly what I want to hear. Potentially. Potentially. Am I reading yes. like, why else would he call it scheme? Well, I, let me sheer stupidity, which we let, can't rule out. <laughs> <laughs> let me answer that with part of this article. Okay. Okay. Part of this Deadspin article. Yeah. yeah. Uh, to your question. It certainly didn't look like hang, that. Hang on, so- hang on. Rest in pieces. Deadspin. Cause it's dead. not really Deadspin. No, it's, like the it's not the same that they've ever done. That's good in the last like two years. Anyway, carry this, on. But this is good. This is the best Deadspin thing mm-hmm. in a long time. Anyway, rest in, rest uh, in did, pieces. You saw what I did there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a shattered dream. All right, go ahead. I'm this sorry. is this is in response to the idea of Negi having Justin Fields plays, okay, or scheme, if you will. 
So uh, it certainly didn't look like that Sunday, though. Did Nagy ever roll fields out of the pocket to cut down on his reads and get him in more space? Nope. nope. Designed runs? None of those either. Even on one red zone trip, Nagy didn't make things easy for fields. There's only one thing Jimmy Graham can do. He gets paid ridiculously handsomely for it, and that's just posting up defensive backs in the end zone. Get him isolated, throw the ball above his head, and it's still pretty close to automatic. Nagy couldn't find that page in the book, though, and the Bears had to settle for a field goal that made the game awfully interesting late. Can't block. Can't block! I'm not, I, look, I'm not here trying to give Nagy the benefit of the doubt. I'm just saying freaking out about that exchange might be missing the point. And only a couple people on the pod circuit and radio that I heard ever mentioned, wait a second, we want him to change the scheme. So this could be what we want. That's all I'm saying. That's a good point. And we'll see. I mean, it is one thing to say he got a whole week with the ones and here's the game plan and it better look different. Yes. Versus he's coming in for a guy that's hurt and like, now what do you do? You've got stuff installed. Good coaches would have an answer there. Yes. The elite coaches would do this better, but I'm, I'm going to hold judgment on the whole field and Nagy won't work together until we see more, but I am very wary of of Nagy for sure. Mm -hmm. But I just thought it was weird that the reaction was the coach just is messing around with the media and being mean and not answering truthfully. It's like, no, he's, He's either deflecting like they always do with these stupid press conferences, or he's actually telling us what we'd like. And I will still now submit to you, stop caring what Matt Nagy says. <laughs> and we always break it down, but at the end of the day, stop caring what he says. Ignore the word salad. Just work on what, with what they do. Because then he also came out the next day and, and was like, Justin Fields is their starting quarterback. And then the PR guy comes out like 10 minutes later to the media and is like, yeah, but they want us to know that Dalton's the starter still when he's healthy. Uh, Why? What? Just shut up. Just say D- D- Justin's our starter moving forward. We're excited to see what he can do. And I'm not worried about when Dalton comes back. I'm worried about scoring more touchdowns against the Browns. Wouldn't you guys all like that? Isn't that the problem? We haven't been scoring enough touchdowns. That's what I'm worried about. Why are you even bringing up Dalton when he's hurt? Just shut exactly. up about Dalton. You don't owe him anything. Nope. So nope. it so like for everything, I'm like, okay, try to be fair. Here's maybe what he meant. Maybe this isn't maybe this is actually good. It's the scheme thing. Great. And then he brings up Dalton for no reason. So yeah. safest approach as a fan is just to not care what he says. Because guess what happens with Justin Fields is sitting at, you know, three games in and he's got, let's say, you know, two 300 yard games and a 250 and he's got a td to interception ratio of i don't know seven to three or something in those games you really think they're going back to andy dalton no. this problem will hopefully solve itself again don't let matt Nagy says damper your enthusiasm for justin field's start which i was guilty of i had to check myself yesterday <laughs> and realize that that's what i was doing so for whose benefit is he saying Whose benefit is he saying that for about Dalton? I don't know. Dalton's? I, I, I don't know because... That's why people are like, why do they think they owe him anything? Like Lawrence was talking about that. Because like Dal- Dalton was on the sideline. You know, you saw some clips of this. Yeah. Cheering his head I, off for Justin and congratulating him. I mentioned him it in and... our post game because I caught it right away. I was like, wow, he yeah. was super happy for that th- first down conversion at the end of the game. 
Andy Dalton is a good guy. Yes. Kudos to you, sir, for how you've approached it. I want to continue giving him love for that. Yeah. That, so the who's Nagy saying this The Bears for? don't owe him anything. Mm-hmm. And if Justin Fields has a good stretch of games, Andy Dalton better not be the starter. So what Matt Nagy's saying is essentially, once again, nothing. <laughs> okay. You've right? persuaded but me to... It just doesn't matter right now. In a couple of weeks when Dalton's cleared to play, if Fields was you know, mediocre, but that might at that point start to matter. But right now I'm just, just don't think it matters. I don't know why he'd say it. I, I really don't. That's the thing that's really stupid about it. Just to mess with teams. So they have to game plan both. No one cares about Dalton. They don't, they're not game planning Dalton. You don't have to. Maybe, maybe start the guy that defensive coordinators are worried about. There's another principle for you. See, now that makes sense to me. Start the right. guy who's actually going to be more of a, a threat. While we're uh, – let's move on because the Nagy thing gets so tired. Yeah, okay. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why he says what he says. I think the best approach is just to not care and look at what he does. Other things to clean up from that game because you mentioned Dalton's cheering. Good mm-hmm. dude. I think while we're on Dalton, it was awesome that his wife was like moved to tears talking to – I can't remember who had the story – but about how after Fields was announced the starter, Bears fans like blew up their charity with a ton of donations, like mm-hmm. thanking him for how he's handled everything. Yeah. And like, that was cool. Like this world has had a lot of crappy stories the last several years. Years. Yeah, <laughs> years. yeah exactly. And so it was kind of cool to see that. Good on you, Bears fan. Yeah, absolutely. Proud to be a Bears fan. And, and the Roquan like Smith that. and the fan, Courtney, Fong and the whole thing oh this is a great story too. Cool yes. too yes yeah yeah so he's gonna give the ball back to uh roquan in case you hadn't uh heard that out there yeah, and I, this was news to me roquan radio and stuff his first touchdown since high school because he didn't get any in college i guess i guess There's yeah no no pick sixes and i just figured a Figured a player of his caliber in the SEC, Georgia's SEC, right? Like, it was really classy yeah. what Roquan said. And then it was really classy that the fan gave it back mm-hmm. and like, managed to make it happen. I, that was a fun story. And then there's two other things from the game I okay. would point out. Jason Peters had himself a game. He was tossing fools. He did. Do you see that shoulder block on the pass? He's just like, you're down. It was <laughs> awesome. And then he pancaked a guy on a run, like, if he stays healthy, they might have something here. I love yeah, it. Like, that's the I, question. I mean, he's 39. I'm not counting on him for much longevity here. Yeah. But he had a really good game. Yeah, can that be sustainable? Yeah, it's a good yeah. question. And if Eddie's playing well, well according yes, to people like Golan Kruitz. So mm-hmm. those things are important, obviously. Yeah, overall, the line, fine. Not the, great, but Better fine. than we thought. Yeah. The, the, the tackles are playing better than anybody thought now that they're both playing you know I mean, let's those... be fair to us though in the preseason none of them guys are playing we're just watching like the worst tackles possible because yeah. they're all hurt right so like now they're healthy the two that they that matter at the moment and then you hope to get your rookies in there by the end of the year to see what like they have larry broom get broom out there oh yeah. slurry al michaels calls him larry he's a... <laughs> between shots of tequila or whatever he's doing up there so i saw he's um, on the Warren was on the ir but it there's a new IR thing where it's, like it's not a necessarily only. season thing. Yeah, but he could come back yeah. after three, three weeks. weeks. So that'd be good to see if he Trevathan's could. on the same type of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the other one I wanted to mention, just because he's been such a punching bag, and again, to be fair, Robert Quinn got another sack officially 
which was actually funny because it was the personal foul late <laughs> hit out of bounds play. That's all right. <laughs> he has two and a half now. Yeah. And they asked him yesterday if he was glad that he has surpassed last season's total. And he said something to the effect of, not really. It was so low. It'd be, it'd be ridiculous to be happy to have passed that. I'm mm-hmm. hoping for way more. And I will say he is in the backfield a ton. Maybe the foot really was the problem last year. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I mean, and that that just made the whole line some. Well, first of all, Akeem Hicks was really looked like the Akeem Hicks of old, and that just changes everything. But yeah, now he's missed practice with an illness and then a knee. So oh, great! Well, I didn't see that. Thanks yeah. for kicking me in the. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep, that's what I do. But- <laughs> What's what we're here for? But I mean, all right, just- everyone. We are at Barry <laughs> underscore educated. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, that that just you had to you had to worry about Quinn. You had to worry about Mac, who had his first sec last week, and, yeah, and the Hicks. Buck seven did they they did the whole dominate the game thing that that we always say is one of their only ways to win. Yeah, and you know they, if they, they probably won't sustain that, but hey, if they can, you know, lean more towards that time, to time. Yeah, if they can lean more that way than they did in the week one. Maybe they will win 9, 10, 11 games, you know? Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, a lot of it's going to depend on the coach and the QB, of course, too. But mm-hmm. that, that defensive effort will keep you in contention, I think, in this division, too, at yeah. the moment. Well, if, if the Bears can pull off a win this week and Fields looks pretty good doing it, game on, whole man. Different, whole different approach to the season. For game me. on, yes. All right. Well, you've done it. You've segued us into the Browns game. Some would say that was intentional. (sighs) Uh, You should really write symphonies. Um, And so with that kind of transition, what do you like? What do you not like about the Browns matchup for our beloved Bears? Well, um, I'm still worried about our secondary uh, because the Browns got some some good receivers. Although the guy that would kill our nickel is out. True. True. Odell Beckham is supposed to play, but he could be rusty and you just – can I just be blunt? Lord only knows what's going to happen with Odell Beckham Jr. He could have 200 <laughs> yards and it wouldn't surprise me. And he could have two catches and it wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. He could have two catches for 200 yards. Yeah. And that would also, well, that, <laughs> that would be kind of crazy. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, top to bottom, the, Browns just, the secondary, yeah. They just have a better roster, you know. For um, sure. They Baker Mayfield, coach. Baker Mayfield is, is a pretty good quarterback. Better coach, better QB yes. at the moment. At the moment, yeah, at the moment. I wouldn't take him over fields in the long run, especially no. when he's about to get big money. Definitely not. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, we're just looking at what's going to happen in September of 2021. The Browns have quite a few advantages. They are very banged up, though. It's the first injury report in a while where the other teams is much longer than the Bears. Yeah, that's uh, – Could help. That could be, a, you know – I, I think also their don't like starting the, center and one of their tackles are probably not going to play. I also don't like it. The games on the road though. And maybe that's just because of how bad they looked in LA. I mean, the Rams are better than, than the Browns, but the Browns are a better roster than the Bengals or the bears. Right? Yes. It seems like the four teams we've talked about so far. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you do the whole thing that um, I try to do as a baseline for starting the previews and predictions, right? Like, Who's got the better coach? Browns. Browns. Who's got the better QB, at least at the moment? Browns. 
Although Fields could totally outplay him, right? Like it could, it could change by Sunday afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> you're, like you've got pretty good versus at the moment question mark mm-hmm. with ridiculous upside. I mean, I think you'd have to, if you were like a betting man, you'd still have to say the Browns. Mm-hmm. Now you go to key matchups. And the most interesting one is definitely them trying to run the ball on the front seven because that's strength versus strength. Mm. And Eddie Goldman, it looks like he's going to play. Yeah, he practiced two days in a row. As of today, first yep. time in a while. So, don't mind me. That's just me knocking on wood here. Okay. I like but if Goldman me. plays, Hicks is fine and plays. Quinn has got that burst back, maybe. You know, I mean, we haven't even mentioned Mac yet or Roquan in the run defense. That strength on strength could be basically where the game's won if the offense takes care of the ball. Mm-hmm. And I hate saying that with fields because I want them to just be aggressive. And that's like, I just meatballed right back into the classic Bears formula that gets them nowhere <laughs> most of the time. It's Stockholm but, syndrome, you know? Yeah, but like it feels <laughs> like if you shut down the run, you can absolutely steal this game from the Browns. If they it's run possible. all over you, you're toast. Yeah. It all for me, it's all because of what happened in week one that I'm thinking, okay, I can't say that week two showed that they bounced back and week one was a fluke, you know, and all that. It's and not week, enough games yet. No, week two could have still been the fluke. So I'm still, that's why I'm was, still leaning towards the Bears don't win this. Game. You know, there's this like two things kind of at war in me, right, too, is like the summer analysis and the schedule when it comes out analysis, like Rams, lost, Bengals, win, Browns, lost, Lions, mm-hmm. win, you know, like that. That's what we did, yeah. Part. Then we get to the season. The Bears' defense looks really bad against the Rams, and we both say, "This Bengals team has enough weapons." I'm scared. Yep. And we both picked the Bengals. Loss. Loss. And, we over- and then it's like, did we overreact to Week One? I don't really know yet. Because it was Week One. It was all the big money looked so bad. Well, you and know? the breakdowns and coverage were mm-hmm. absolutely egregious. And your new coordinator didn't show you anything at the time. Mm-hmm. He had a nice game against the Bengals. So, like, were we guilty of overreacting? I don't really think so because the Bears put that on tape for you. Correct. So, do you react now back the other way and say the front seven is good to go because they beat a, a Bengals team that had a really yeah. bad game plan? I just – I can't do that I, yet. I can't get there yet. No. no. So – Baker Mayfield's playing with a bum shoulder. I saw a, a video today where he was handing off and he would normally use his left, but he had to like reach over all weird and use his right because mm. his left is like practically almost looks like it's in a sling. Mm. So I feel like if there's an avenue for the Bears to win, it's shut down the run. Browns are really banged up. But I still having a hard time getting to this idea that the Bears can win this game when the roster's not better and the coach isn't better. Mm-hmm. Two things that matter. Yep. Yep. Uh, other key matchups. I don't. I don't know. They have Odell Beckham coming back. I don't know what to make of him. Mm-hmm. When the Bears have the ball, are the tackles going to keep it up and, and stymie their really good ends, especially Miles Garrett? Will Fields be aware of the pressure and not have mm-hmm. one of those fumbles? I just think the Bears have too many questions, but I think the Browns are vulnerable. I think that's fair. Yeah. All right. So who you got? <laughs> Well, let me talk about Justin Fields' fumble for a second. No, I don't want to. Well, it was, you know, not (laughs) – yeah, it was bad, but he jumped on it. 
How amazing was that, that he recovered his own fumble? He was like five yards back of the ball when it happened. Yeah, the effort to get to it was was actually a pretty special effort. Yes, that got me all. It was like the anti-Cam Newton in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Cam for his called it when Justin Fields was like a freshman in high school and saying he'd be in the NFL. That video is going around. Yeah, I just saw that today. and, And since he brought it back up, let's also get back to one other thing from last week. Okay. Everyone being like, Justin Fields' rating was a 27. Yeah, because A-Rob dropped a touchdown that was for 35 mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. And Mooney had a ball go off his fingertips. And Cole mm-hmm. Komet had a first down for 20 yards or whatever, called back for penalties. A soft penalty, Graham too. decided not to block a cornerback, which would have been a rushing touchdown yep. for Fields. I, his stats are definitely not a good this, reflection of how he actually played. This, my friend, is In the importance of the eye test. Right in your wheelhouse. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But so, I like how you last week pointed out. Uh, I test for short, short uh, analysis, but stats better for long-term analysis. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's fair. I mean, that throw to A. Rob was perfect, gorgeous, perfect. Yes. Also, right through his arms. His hands. A. Rob can't arms. win a jump ball. That's another TD potentially. <laughs> I'm so I'm so tired of seeing that. Yeah. Can we talk about that? This guy's maybe the best receiver in Bears history. And then you get him in the end zone, and it's a little iffy. Like, what's going on here? You want your 20-plus million? You've got to catch those touchdowns, both of them. Are you disrespecting Harlan Hill by saying that? I'm disrespecting Brandon Marshall. Oh, okay. All right. And Willie Galt. Harlan Hill, man, he was the thing in the 50s for the Bears. So. And yeah. Musin Muhammad. Musin <laughs> And Bernard Barian. Yeah, that was a one Johnny pony. Knox. This Bernard Barian was the best play action flyer up receiver you'll ever. ever see. <laughs> yeah. This is not an impressive list, but I'm just like, yeah. I don't want to give oh, pay A Rob sarcastically because I want them to pay A Rob. But I'm just saying, if he's trying to get over 20, that that's off decision to a good makers start. got it in the back <laughs> of their mind kind of thing. And you just drop <laughs> one. And couldn't make the play on a much tougher one. Yep. yep. But like, I don't know. I I, I got to see him bring in touchdown because his last year that was an issue. Remember, he kept tipping it and it would be picked off, and he had two drops in the end zone at the start of the season. And then he was pretty much fine the rest of the way. But it's like you have five TDs this year. You could have had eight or nine. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. not the Bears' fault. And your I... agents, you know, your agents a jerk on Twitter about everything. Mm-hmm. Where was the tweet about the drop there, uh, Brandon Parker? Oops. All right, okay. sorry, back to back my to pick. Browns. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go Browns 27, beloved 23. Okay, so you've got the fields hype rolling with some touchdowns. Has he got all three of them, two of them touchdowns? Uh, both touchdowns, yet yeah, one run, one throw. Let's go with that. Okay. That's a very conservative, reasonable idea. Mm-hmm. And then Cairo Santos with a couple. Uh, you know what? You know what? What the heck? Just for fun. I'll pick the Bears, though I Bears. don't really think it's that likely, and give it a classic scholarly hedge. But I'll take the Bears 27-24 in a nail-biter, Ooh. and Justin Fields gets you three. Okay. Just for fun. All right. Because how many chances do I get to root for the potential franchise quarterback in his first game? I want to be be the guy who can say I told you so if he's good. And if he's bad, I'll say, well, I said the Browns were better. So there, I'm covered. <laughs> and if again, they were at I, home, would you be picking the Bears? If what? If they were at home, the Bears were at home, would you I'd pick be, the Bears? I'd be more likely to, yeah, maybe. Um, 
I'm doing it for fun. I'm going to go with the heart over the head and just that, make you it know, more fun as, as for a podcast. How many times is that going to happen on this show where you go with the heart and I go with the head? This I might know, be the but, only time. Because when it's now, Bears Packers, I'll be like, Bears 83, Packers 7. I am now a better Bears fan than you. And yes. that was the only reason I wanted to do this whole thing. So we will yes. see you uh, never. No, I, <laughs> it's just, why not? It's It's not like the Browns are coming in here on some huge role by the way tyrod taylor was carving them up before he got hurt mm. just throwing that out there mm. and okay they played the chiefs week one I, good luck trying to figure out how to read a evaluate a defense after they've played the chiefs oh no the chiefs had a bunch of points against you hey welcome to playing against yeah right the chiefs. <laughs> Tyreek Hill caught a 75-yard TD pass. Yeah, that's called throw it up in his general vicinity and let him run under it. Mm -hmm. It's the best play. So, yeah, uh, I think the defense, if they stop the run, the Bears can can steal this game. So what the heck? That's been their strength so far the last two weeks. But you realize how comically dumb it is to pick a McNaggy offense to get to 27 points. (laughs) I didn't give us a pick six in there. I gave Justin Fields a great game. Well, it would have to be him transcending – you know, yeah. the offense. So, yeah. The coach. <laughs> and the coach. Yeah. All right. Other games? Uh, what do we got in the division well, going on I here? I think we always should tour the north and then yep. maybe do a couple good matchups. So let's yep. tour the north. Boy, the Lions didn't really handle their part of the deal, did they? they well, no. They're a, they're a first-half team or something. I have no idea. I mean, they, they've been blown out in both their games. They just came back against the Niners in a really fluky way. They're bad. There was no teeth kicking in that game. No, I and did there was not no, see any kneecap biting. Nope. Kneecaps are intact. What the heck? All right. Well, do you know who the Lions play this week? This will be fun for them. Who do they got? Who do they got? The Baltimore Ravens. Ooh. In Detroit, Lions plus eight and a half. That's a lot of points. Oh, my gosh. Wow. At home. <laughs> so Vegas is basically saying Baltimore should win by 10 points. It would be 11 and a half in Baltimore, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> two touchdowns, fun. essentially, Ooh. in Baltimore. Yeah, and, you know, I think I'm not as wowed by Lamar Jackson and the win over the Chiefs it like was, the rest of the that NFL That was a World fun game, though. It was a fun game, but I, I don't still know. want to see him complete passes outside the – middle of the field in big third down situations but he's would, electric otherwise but would you would you pick the ravens in a playoff game against the chiefs no no I yeah and i will not do so when they inevitably play one another again but yeah it just seemed like um destined it seemed like people a lot of people are like oh changing of the guard in the afc maybe and, uh, it's like, just your uh, classic early overreaction and chris collinsworth oh he was awful again can i clap can an announcer clap after a game? Like, shut up. Yeah, he's like, he's bad. Usually I think they're like, oh, I hate the announcer. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, I know you don't like Joe Buck. He doesn't bother me at all. Well, it's because you're a Cardinal fan. We got to get to that, he too. He has a card- Cardinals game. He's a Cardinal play. homer. Not anymore. He hasn't card- called a Cardinals game except for the playoffs and forever. Um, but the uh, – Irrelevant. The Collinsworth <laughs> thing is really bad. Yes. I thought Sanchez was actually pretty good once he yeah. got over the whole, you know, my carbon copy is playing quarterback. Oops, he's hurt. Once the once the <laughs> Dalton Love Fest ended, he was pretty good. He's kind of like trying to be Romo, which may or not work out for him, but 
we yeah, definitely no, had worse broadcasts than that pair. I'm not a fan of Romo either. I, I think he's all. See, you just you hate all the broadcasts. I do. I don't. That's why he... I don't take your broadcaster gripe seriously. But I agree <laughs> that Collinsworth can be really, really obnoxious because he's just <laughs> over the top and weird. Yeah, I guess you know. Well, for me, Romo is the lately has been on this crusade to make Dak Prescott an elite quarterback. I mean, and, last year his stats were pretty incredible. Well, if he was incredible, why didn't he play the whole season? Oh, that's your argument. <laughs> <laughs> All right, stop it. You're derailing this podcast. Okay, I don't sorry. Care about this? The North. The North. I don't care about your feelings on Dak Prescott until the Bears <laughs> are playing him. Okay. Or, all right. Or the Packers, in which case you didn't turn into loving him for a week. Speaking of Packers, do we really have to make a pick on Baltimore, Detroit? Gee, I wonder who is uh, going to win this game most likely. And I you get it winning their weird NFL games, but come on. What do you? How about uh, over under? Yeah. Okay. How many <laughs> points will Baltimore win by? Is way more. Will they cover? Will oh, they're gonna. Cover? Yeah, they're gonna cover. Yeah, I would say a, they will. Yeah, I wouldn't bet it because I don't bet. No, no, no. All right, the other ones are well. Green. One's definitely interesting. They're both interesting. Seattle at Minnesota. Minnesota getting a point and a half. Uh, Vikings are zero and two, but both close games, right? So. Yeah, uh, oh, they lost last week on a heartbreaking missed field. Boy, they they got a neck for missed field five yards. They got the worst kicking situation <laughs> for for like the longest running time, right? Yeah. So the Vikings are zero and two, but I think they're a bet one of the better zero and two teams, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure they talent wise they are. Yeah. Well, I mean and they're like, at home. Indy, Indy, and the Vikings, right? The rest of them are basically as bad as you think they are. Yes, exactly. The zero and two teams are who we thought they were. Except for I, those, I think, but I think the Vikings game. might be bad. I think they might be they, average to bad. It's in the it's in the you know scenarios that are possible. Maybe we can make a judgment on that after this game. If they win this week, which they could, because I don't think I don't think they are as bad as the record says, but they could be. But um, Seattle, I, I mean, think Russell their offensive is still- line is potentially bad enough to derail their whole season. Okay. And Kirk Cousins has a knack for not showing up in big moments. <laughs> but look at these stats. Quarterback A, 597 yards, six touchdowns. Quarterback B, 595 yards, five touchdowns. Neither one has thrown a pick. Hmm. They are Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. Very interesting. Very interesting. I still like Russell Wilson a lot better. <laughs> yes, doesn't everyone. All right, how about um, Packer, I mean, Packers? Do you, go ahead. Do you think the Vikings, you got the Vikings winning that one? I'll just pick the Seahawks just for yeah, the fun of, of an imploding I, Minnesota. I'm going with my heart again, only it's not as dumb because the Seahawks are definitely better. But yeah, I, that's, yeah, I think the Seahawks are better. I think the Vikings win this one at home, bounce back after two rough losses. Yeah. I see. I say they're demoralized and prepared to give up on the coach <laughs> and I'll take Seattle. <laughs> oh, all right. That's probably more realistic. Yeah. I'm going to go, uh, yeah, okay, so Green Bay, San Francisco, at San Francisco, the house of horrors for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. Niners like, by yeah. three, so they're saying this is a push, and they're giving Niners the home field sweet point there. Well, it won't, it's not going to be like the NFC title game a couple of years ago, but, yeah, I One still like. favorite non-Bears games ever. That was fun. <laughs> that was beautiful, <laughs> my friend. Rodgers is uh, five and six, it says here, in San Francisco. Oh, just versus San Francisco, excuse me. Yeah, 
So he's got a losing record all time against the Niners. The Niners are uh, Garoppolo's still playing, right? He's still starting. They haven't made the yeah, move they've, yet. They've they've been good. Yeah, they're two and zero. Yep. And really, just two years removed from a conference championship win. So and healthier appearance. Maybe should have won the Super Bowl. You know. But yeah. Uh, do you think Green Bay's defense is bad enough to to yes. keep them from actually being the the force people thought they'd be in the NFC? Yes, with I do. The Darius Smiths out. I do, and with Adrian Amos being one of your best defensive players, um, Savage is hurt. I don't know if he's going to miss this game. Their young safety, the the good one. Um, I've got the Niners winning this because yeah, I think too. their style still is going to just be a nightmare for the Green Bay defense, which is still weak at linebacker and still, I think, will show that it's not any good against a team committed to running and running well mm-hmm. in a good scheme. I mean, so they stopped the Lions, whoop-de-doo, right? <laughs> they got pummeled by the Saints. So mm-hmm. I think I've got the greatest week possible for the bears fields plays well they win everybody in the division loses and i'm the one that's not supposed to pick with his heart bears the bears there you go all right Beautiful. i think we should do one other game because it's okay. a cool match monday night eagles cowboys no i don't want to hear you talk about the cowboys <laughs> there's a better matchup you can i still it. have dallas fort worth uh, trauma that maybe that's it. yeah you were there longer than me so yes. that could be part mm-hmm. of it. No, I you gotta love the uh, Tampa Rams, Tampa Bay oh, LA match. Yes, yes. Rams getting one point. Battle Boy. of two and teams that with the Packers not looking so hot. These got to be your two favorites right now in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Brady has nine touchdowns already. <laughs> oh my gosh! How is That's he better at pace? How is he better at forty four than twenty four? That's just not fair. <laughs> Did you see there's an awesome meme? It was like the NFL is full of super talented QBs who are going to usher in the next five to 10 years of greatness. And it's like Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. I think they had, I'm trying to think who the other two were. It was like Mahomes, Herbert, and Murray. That's who it was, Kyler Murray. And then Tom Brady. Because <laughs> he looks so young. And it's like, that's great. Uh, yeah, that old man good. wins on the road in LA. Oh, that's a tough one just because the Rams have looked good. And I really, really think Matt Stafford is going to uh, put them over the top. I think it's a really fun matchup. I think it's – if you had to pick an NFC Conference Championship matchup these based two. off of two weeks, you'd pick yep. these two. Yep. Sure. I've got the Rams winning a really fun game just because I'll, they're at home. i got no yeah. good reason, really. Exactly. To, that, that's the only reason I would really pick them, too. If it was in Tampa, I'd pick the Bucks. So yeah, I'm yeah, going. Same. Yep. Yeah. There. Now we agree. Actually, we agreed on we, Green Bay. We agreed on everyone except for uh, uh, Vikings Seahawks. Unless you're taking the Lions, after all. <laughs> oh yeah, we only disagreed on the Vikings and the Bears because yeah, the uh-huh. Green Bay we agreed. Well, I mean, we're both going to have Green Bay going one and sixteen in these weekly picks. Detroit, my friend. Two and fifteen. Right. They got they got Detroit twice. Four um, and fifteen then. Or four. because <laughs> oh, they, oh, <laughs> they play the you, you got it. Oh, something has hurt you. <laughs> yeah, it's number 12, man. I can't pick them until they beat him. And, you know, that it looks intentional. But, but he looks homeless. You saw all the great memes on that. He the does one, my homeless. favorite one was he looks like Nick Cage 
playing Aaron Rodgers in a Tom <laughs> Brady movie. <laughs> I, I like I like to say like this picture smells like cigarettes and Denny's at the first meeting after the divorce <laughs> or something. And then there was the one that's like this guy. This looks like the guy who rotated your tires or something like that, and it's trying to tell you you need a new transmission or whatever the mechanic <laughs> one was. was great. Too. Oh, beautiful, clever people out there. Yes, you gotta love it all right well that's all i've got my friend yeah all right well we'll touch base sunday after uh at some point now i gotta tell you mark my wife has a flute recital at three o'clock sunday so i'm gonna have to record maybe during the uh the evening game if that's all right with you or post game okay that's fine do you need my my lawyer by any chance she's making you miss the end of fields first you know yeah, I mean, I've I've asked my children what I should do. They all said you should probably go to mom's recital. Uh, my parents are coming in for the recital, so I, I'll ask them too. Like, if you've got a phone with a Bluetooth, right? <laughs> yeah. There like, you go. You know, I'm gonna yell after like you know one phrase of music. And I'm like, oh, that piece of music must have really moved him. That's right. I'll say, yes, it did. It moved me to first place in the North Division, my friend. Oh yeah, there you go. All no, right, you've uh, you've you've got to go to that. I know. I yeah. So I'll let you know, and then we'll get our post game show out to you. Where hopefully Mark will be right, and the Bears will have defeated the Browns and looking good, looking good with QB one, literally QB one, because he wears number one, and because he he's stay QB one, one as you. he should. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, Mark. Thanks, everyone, for listening to Barely Educated. Find us on the web. We're at Twitter at Barely underscore Educated. Got a little more interaction this week. Thank you all for that. Uh, you can also check out our website at buymeacoffee.com slash Barely underscore Educated. You can join our honor roll for $3 a month or $30 a year, and we'll send you a Barely Educated t-shirt with the awesome logo that's on all our socials so check that out and thank you everyone again for listening your feedback your input and uh, hopefully we'll be celebrating a bears win here on sunday talk to you then you suck chris put that through your mind the bears the bears i love the bears